Do you know anyone that's worked with Sir Elton John or Elon Musk? Sent people down to see the wreck of the Titanic on the seabed or closed museums in Florence for a private dinner party and then had Andrea Bocelli serenade them while they ate their pasta? Well, you do now. Quoted as the real-life Wizard of Oz by Forbes and Entrepreneur Magazine, Steve Sims is a best-selling author with Blue Blue Fishing, The Art of Making Things Happen, sought-after coach, top-rated speaker in the U.S. speaker after keynoting at a variety of networks, groups, and associations, as well as the Pentagon and Harvard twice. I'm super excited to announce here on my podcast today, Grow Into a CEO, we have Steve Sims. My name is Arden Schiller, and I'm an online business coach. I'm here to help you grow without the hustle and grind, embrace the space and the in-between, and find joy and fulfillment in your business. Welcome, Steve. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. You're literally the coolest person I think I've ever had on my podcast. So <laughs> that intro, that oh, intro. Dear. Oh, I'm so excited. I already know it's probably going to be the best one yet. So <laughs> all right, we'll so try. Thank you for coming. Thank you for coming. So as, as I kind of mentioned in your intro, you're a speaker and an incredible speaker. And I saw you live, which is why I was like, he has to be on my podcast. <laughs> um, so so I have I have some questions for you because I know a lot in my, my audience, they are either stepping into speaking or wanting okay. to make a bigger impact. And with that, obviously, we want to speak to more people. So what what got you started with speaking and why? So. Any entrepreneur has a innate ability to recognize opportunity. And there is, let's be serious, we're in the attention game today. You know, that's where our credibility is. That's where our bank account revolves. You know, as long as you can get more attention, you can you can make more money, more impact, more business. So I looked at the different things. And the first thing you've got to understand is I'm an introvert. I don't like going out on stage. I don't like being the center of attention. And that's good because most introverts, they move with purpose. I knew full well that in order for me to be able to get the attention for my books, for my business, I had to get out there. So what was the best platform? A brilliant platform today is podcasts. How many podcasts are out there? Millions. How many stages are out there? dozens. And that's where it really comes into it. When I'm on a podcast and I'm on a podcast with you now, you listening to this, you're probably on your Peloton or you're walking the dog or you're cleaning up. You're nowhere near a pad and pen. You're certainly nowhere near a computer. You're not going to be able to make a note of my URLs or anything like that. It'll come in, go out and we're done. Mm -hmm. But when you actually speak at an event, you've got an engaged audience of 30, 300, 30,000. They are there. You can literally go, hey, take this down. And you can watch the entire room actually take that note down. Click on your QR code, write down your URL. So stages today um, are the best line of credibility. Also, look at what's just happened to the planet. We got locked down for two years. I think people would go out to the opening of a Dunkin' Donuts now. So whenever there's an event, people are like, whoa, it's an event. I want to go. They don't even really think what it is. They just want to get out because they missed out for two for two years. So speaking on stages today 
gives you the smallest amount of the largest impact and credibility that you can also use for your footage. And that's another thing. We've probably all got social platforms. When I speak on stage, they send me that speech. There's six months footage for me. So I haven't got to do anything. The content's already done. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And what was like the the moment in your career that you were like, I want to be a speaker and I knew and you knew like, where, where did it shift? What was going on in your life? What was happening that you were like, let me just be an amazing speaker and, and just do this? I don't think I ever wanted to be a speaker. I just recognized how powerful the stage was. Mm. Um, and that was the thing. And I'm very careful to actually make that differential because there's a lot of people out there they want to be great speakers because they like the sound of the crowd. They live on the adoration of the applause. Oh, Me, yeah. when I get off stage, I bury my head. I did an event. <laughs> this is a funny one, but I did um, uh, uh, Genius Network, Joe Polish. I was one of the keynotes at his event. Yeah. In the At the back of the stage was a little door into the courtyard, and opposite that courtyard was my hotel room. When I came off stage... I was already backstage. I shot out that door and ran straight into my hotel room. <laughs> my son was actually in the auditorium watching it. I got a standing ovation and they were calling for me. And I was hiding in the hotel room, just trying to decompress. So there are people that get on stage because they want to be the center of attention. And there are people that get on stage because they recognize that's the best platform and medium for them to get that tone out i noticed it just before covid mm -hmm. because every year the world of the entrepreneur or the revealment of an entrepreneur has exploded you know in the 90s and the 80s if you asked a kid what do they want to be they wanted to be a you know an athlete or a basketball player or a rock star or a musician now you ask them they want to be an influencer or an entrepreneur Very so the the world of the entrepreneur or the credibility of an entrepreneur has exploded. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people go to events to meet inspiration. And so I realized that was the best sandpit for it. So then, to answer your question in a long-winded way, then I thought, well, okay, how do I get on it? Mm -hmm. Now that I recognize it is the best platform, how do I get on it? And the first thing that people make the mistake of is they look at the event. The smart thing to do is look at the attendees. Yeah. Why are the attendees going to your event? What is bothering them so much that they are going to leave their family to sit in your freaking event and listen to your people? Why are they there? So if they're in real estate, if they're in technology, if they are in whatever, contact the event and go, hey, I've noticed that statistically your audience has shown up because of this. They revere the people that you bring in. They get to be motivated from the conversations that you have so they can go back into that dentistry, real estate, technology. And I've noticed that you've had these conversations. I've got a fresh one for you. And that's how you start attracting them. And of course, the more stages you get, the more arenas you get. I got off of traffic and conversion last year, uh, last, God, what was it, two weeks ago? Yeah, I think it was two weeks ago or a week ago. I don't think it was very long ago. Over, over to like 17 days now? <laughs> 17 days. I've been booked for three gigs because of that gig. Oh, so yeah. every time you're on stage, you'll get other people in the planet going, hey, 
that person should be on mine. So I've already been picked up for three gigs. In fact, I'm headlining um, Level Up in Dallas um, okay. next month, the, you know, the, the greatest CRM group in America. So, you know, I've got uh, got a, quite a few good gigs out of it and a good bit of attention. Yeah, no, thank you for sharing that. And so, yeah, I, I agree with the whole introverted thing. It's like, you just want to share your message. So it's like, you kind of want to get on stage and then you're like, yeah, I just, I'm doing it just to share my message. It has to be more of a internal or intrinsic validation aspect, not really needing everybody to applause for you because even on stage, like not everyone's going to like you or agree with you. Right. And so if we're doing it just for that external validation, it's really going to be hard to consistently get your message across to that you feel in a very positive way. So well, it's, it's the wrong focus. You should be up there because you should be helping the audience, exactly. not trying to seek approval. It's exactly. you're, you're looking at it's like trying to run forward by looking in the rear view mirror. You can't do it. So you've got to have one single focus, and that's making sure that the audience benefits from what you're saying. And if it benefits from what you're saying, they don't care what you look and sound like, which is always a benefit for me. <laughs> I mean, I agree, but also disagree because I think you look and sound great. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Thank but, uh, you. I'll take it. I mean, thanks. it was cool seeing you in person, but uh, okay. So what would you say would make a speaker stand out or why would an event want to have you, right? What, what makes someone different or to be in an event? So nowadays, and that's a great question for nowadays, because there's two things an event wants. It wants a great event, a great presentation, a great ambience and euphoria during the event. But what does it want more than that? It wants marketing and bums on seats. See, nine times out of 10, they will get Gary V. They will get Richard Branson. They will drag these people in because they need bums in seats. And then there will be speakers that surround those headliners. But the reason for the headliner is they want a bum on seat. If you can actually be both of those things, you're on a home run. If anyone follows me, for a start, I teach people how to be a speaker. So there you go. Let's get that one out of the way. But if you just follow me on social and copycat what I do, then you've already got the solution. See, if I get a gig, I start marketing their gig. Hey, I can't believe I'm speaking there. This is, I start marketing the event. Any event that's looking for a speaker, they look at me and they go, well, hang on a minute. For six months, he's been marketing this event. Not only is he a speaker, he's now part of our marketing. So, you know, you've got to promote it. And then when you get to the event, do loads of footage from the event that validates you're a speaker. And then when you finish the event, start doing a bit more content going, I, I was so honored to be at the event and wrap it up. And then you get the footage from the video and you go, hey, I just got the video. And you start peppering that. I spoke at um, Giovanni's Archangel Summit in Toronto. Mm -hmm. About a month ago, I got the footage today. So in a few weeks' time, you're going to start seeing footage from what I did in Toronto. So it continues that wave. And then when I get TNC, I'll be putting the footage up of that. And I'm doing Level Up, and I'm doing Austin, and I'm doing um, Kentucky in the next month. Mm -hmm. Your stuff. So I've got all of my footage all the way up until February that will keep telling you that, A, I'm a great marketing asset for your event, and yeah. B, I'm a speaker in demand. Yes, 
Absolutely. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Cause I, I don't think enough people look at speaking as like a, it, it's an honor to be able to speak at an event and also like being able to give back to that event is going to be huge. And it, it just makes the people who are running the event, A, want you back and B, it's going to bring in, as you said, more bums on the seat. So it, it's huge to really be, to be someone who's going to kind of go, I like to say the extra mile around mm. helping, supporting others as an entrepreneur as well, because all too often I see a lot of entrepreneurs kind of like what you said, who want to speak for the extrinsic validation and they don't care about the marketing or supporting others, but rather yeah. if we could actually push that away and like step into why we're speaking and support the event. Like also like if you're speaking at an event, wouldn't you just want your your audience to come as well. Like I, whenever I have an event that I'm speaking at, I'm like, guys, friends. I like tell my, all my friends, I have like 45 yep. group chats in my phone. I'm like, guys, you got to come to this event. It's here. It's in San Diego. Right. And so it's like, I bring half my squad with me too. And then they're like, Oh my God, she just got like seven or eight people to sign up. Right. So if we can do that, like they're going to want you back next year and the year after, and you've just created these relationships as well, which is huge. So also yeah, I, I within your group, this is another thing within your group because there's so many influencers out there. <laughs> okay, everyone's a freaking influencer at this point. <laughs> but if you're on stage, you've just been given credibility by traffic and conversion. Level up, you know, all of these other ones. So all of a sudden, people are like, "Well, hang on, I didn't know whether or not to trust him, but if they trust him, I can trust him." So in which case, it, it reinforces the credibility you have with those people already in your sandpit that maybe hadn't turned into clients yet. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. And I think that's that's a huge part of it, too. So, um, OK, awesome. And so when we talk about speaking, what what do you like to speak on? Do you have a specific topic or is is it do you just do it based off of the event? Because I, I have like a little a, a little stand on that as well. So I just wanted to hear what you would say. You've always got your strong points. My strong point is the art of communication and how so many people are shit at it. <laughs> so that's pretty much what I've got there. Depending on the event, I could do a motivational talk on how my ability to communicate helped me, helped me attract people like Elton John and Elon Musk. If I'm at a technology event, and a marketing event like traffic and conversion, I, I can talk about how I communicate within my brand to be able to be more visible, uh, visible digitally and to allow them to make the right decision that I want them to make. Or if I'm at a school event, I can talk about how being you is important to stand up, communicate who you are, and to establish what you stand for early on in life. So it's the same thing. I'm not going to be up there talking about fitness or hair products but it's the same thing that i talk about but i can translate it into probably about 20 different things i think that is key too because a lot of people i know just have like one or two keynotes and they're like this is all i talk about and i'm like yeah and how can you translate that to speak to elementary school kids or go to yeah. college or even go to tnc right go to a big event and speak to business owners so, yeah. so yeah, that's huge. So you would say to have like the, more or less of your values, your core values or your core topics, and then speaking towards them based off of the event is what you do. Yeah. Know that know the three to five things that you can actually talk about with credibility 
and then just understand in what tone, voice, scale, complexity you need to translate those two. You know, imagine if you're trying to tell your grandma what you do, and then imagine you're trying to tell your six-year-old nephew. It's the oh, same yeah. thing that you do, but you're talking in a different tone, strength, and speed. Oh, agreed. I love that. Yeah. And so so it's huge to make sure that you have that diverse, that that ability to communicate diversely and to different audiences. So awesome. Well, thanks for thanks for sharing all of that. So what would you say is one actionable item that you suggest for my audience to really start doing if they want to step into speaking events? I know we kind of talked about the two things about promoting the event as well, but anything else that you would say, like just like right after they're listening to this podcast, which they do. Yeah. So you've got to understand that as entrepreneurs, the first time we do anything we're shit. So <laughs> if we think about, okay, you've got a message, you've got the passion, you know the impact you can create and you know the impact being on stage can create. Because look at this. I go on stage, all of a sudden I'm on your podcast. <laughs> so there's so much impact I can get from being on stage. There's residual to the payment, the reach, the new clients. So looking at those early adopters and those early stage speakers, mm -hmm. get on stage as much as you can. Contact your Better Business Bureau, contact your colleges, contact your local EO, YPO, uh, entrepreneurial groups, Facebook groups, small business groups, and do as many shitty stages as you can to try and focus and, and work on your event. There's a There was a group that I used to listen to many years ago called Mother Love Bone, okay? You may not have heard of the group, but... Uh, the lead singer died and it became Pearl Jam. And of course, everyone's heard of Pearl Jam. But the thing about the lead singer of Mother Love Bone was he used to say, I have never sung anywhere other than Wembley. So every arena that he went into, every shitty dive bar, every crappy club that he ever sang at, he went out on stage and performed like he was performing at Wembley. So whenever you go on stage, no matter how shit it is, no matter how many people are in there, you got four people looking at you and they don't know why you're there. Treat it as though you're, you're, you're speaking at Wembley or on the main stage at TNC. I, I love that. That gives me chills because I, I think not enough people do that. Not enough people show up and show up 110%. Yeah, they, they, what they tend to happen, and I've heard this many times before, oh, I feed off the audience. Fuck that. The audience <laughs> is going to feed off Not of you. you. Yeah. yeah. So you have to go out there and you have to be the energizer to the audience, not the other way around. Or you'll go out there, there'll be three people there. You know, I've spoken, I've spoken at, at tables, you know, where there's been dining experiences. Mm -hmm. And I've actually stand up at the head of the table and there's been 12 people. And I've spoken in a private room of a restaurant to 12 people mm -hmm. I walked away with 10 of them as clients. And all of a sudden that's 300 grand. And then I've spoken in arenas of 20,000 people. And because there's so many people there and so much going on and so much music and, you know, jumbotrons and lights, and then you go off and someone else comes on, you end up with four clients. Yeah. So don't look at the stage. Look at yourself and what you bring to it. Oh, I love that. And I think it's so important to 
be able to have that high energy or even just like that, that ability to step on stage and see that your audience reflects you. It's huge. And I I think that also shows up in everything in life, right? Your clients as a coach, right? I mean, when you look at your clients, they are a reflection of you. So (laughs) it's even, it's, it's all of those moments as well. And so I think that's, that's a huge, that's huge. And that's, that's really important. Thank you for sharing that. I think my audience is going to be like, dang, I I need to make sure I'm showing up even on a (laughs) one-on-one call, 110%, right? I'm so big on that. I'm always like, you have to do more. You have to be, you know, just one step higher than everybody else. I'm the type of person when I go to the gym, I I was actually showing my friend the other day, I was cracking up. I was like the, the, I was doing bicep curls. And instead of 12 reps, I did 13 for my last set. And she was like, you did 13 reps. And I was like, yeah. (laughs) And she's like, why'd you do that? I was like, just one more, right? Like we have to be those people because if we're not, it's going to be really hard to uh, just just get that audience to be just one more, just a little bit better, yep. just a little bit more energized, right? So awesome, awesome. Well, thank you so much. Um, where can people find you or what what tell us a little bit more about, you know, I, I know you kind of were like, I don't want to list out my socials, but list out your socials. I'll also put it in the in the description. Um, but where can people find you? How can they work with you? And, you know, obviously, as I said, I have a lot of people in my audience who want to be speakers. So all right. Well, you can visit Steve D. Sims. It's it's that there, Steve D. Sims, uh, anywhere on your social. You can even go to stevedsims.com. There's actually a course on there where I teach people how to be a speaker. But um, basically, if you just follow me on Instagram or any of my socials, you'll see how I'm doing it. Mickey that, copy that and see how that does. Obviously, grab the book. The book comes out Tuesday. Go <laughs> for stupid. The Art of of Achieving Ridiculous Goals. That'll teach you a lot of things you need to understand on communication and how to be the people, how to be the person that people want on that stage. Beautiful. Yes. And I'm super excited because you know I'm buying that book. So (laughs) can't wait. Thank you so much for for joining this podcast and sharing your knowledge and um, just really, really grateful to have you here. So thanks It's been a pleasure. Thank you very much for having me.